Welcome back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from Goodyear, Arizona, where games have gotten underway in the Cactus League, and the uh, Guardians finally got around to scoring their first couple runs here on Sunday after being shut out Saturday in their opener. Uh, Hoynesy, what have you liked from uh, Stephen Vogt and his club in the first two games, and and uh, what do you need to see a little bit more of? Yeah, Joe, it was kind of a Jekyll and Hyde uh, start uh against the uh, the Reds on Saturday in the opener. They had, they had, they matched the Reds with seven hits, but all seven of their hits were singles. It looked a lot like uh, last season, Joe, but then they come <laughs> back against the Mariners and uh, on uh, Sunday and, and, uh, in an eight to four win with three home runs. Uh, uh, Will Brennan, Austin Hedges, and Angel Martinez went deep. Uh, they had 11 hits and uh, they swung the bats very well. And uh, their veteran bullpen guys pitch well. So, you know, a pretty good, uh, you know, kind of a book. I don't know if it's a bookend, you know, games, but, you know, fair start to the to the Cactus League season. Yeah, what you like to see is uh, something you didn't see a lot during the regular season last year, and that was big innings from uh, the, uh, the Guardians. Uh, they were able to put uh, runs on the board in bunches on Sunday. Uh, and, and, you know, the home runs uh, really helped uh, Will Brennan uh, doing something that, you know, he said he's focused on in the offseason. And, and that's uh, providing maybe a little bit more impact on the baseball, uh, driving the ball and, and lifting the ball a little bit more. Uh, and, and we saw evidence of that as he hit one out of the ballpark uh, in in uh, in the win. And uh, and Austin Hedges, of course, everybody says Austin Hedges. Oh, what a great influence he's going to be on the clubhouse. Great to have him back around. The the vibe is so good. Uh, Austin Hedges, you know, he, he's he's actually quick to remind people in that uh, in that video that the uh, the Guardians posted to social media where he was uh, quote unquote stealing Andre Knott's job. Uh, Austin Hedges is uh, among the active leaders on the club in uh, career home runs, uh, a distant third behind Jose Ramirez and behind uh, Ramon Laureano, but. Uh, he's still a guy who can hit the ball out of the park if uh, if the conditions are right. Yeah, he has. Well, I think he has occasional power, Joe. But uh, <laughs> he's he, he gonna, power. <laughs> he, 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 uh, so uh, you know, no, no, he's always been able to hit the long ball. He just hasn't hit enough of them. But uh, you know, he's really been the people of uh, you know the players, his teammates have loved having him back. Uh, Vote said. Uh, it was like an explosion when he hit the home run uh, in the dugout uh, uh, yesterday. You know, people re- are really fired up with, and you know, he's an ex- he's a guy that uh, I think he brings a lot of energy. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jose Ramirez was was saying <laughs> he's the kind of guy that in the Dominican Republic we call he's a good crazy guy. <laughs> so uh, you know, he's he's brought that energy to the club. Uh, beyond, uh, you know, the obviously Hedges and, and, and Brennan hitting the home runs, uh, anybody uh, in, in terms of the guys that, that are there for development, uh, uh, we did see, uh, you know, Chase DeLauder get a hit. We, we saw a couple of hits out of um, uh, Kyle Manzardo. What, uh, anybody else uh, sort of stand out in, in that game offensively, at least for the Guardians? Well, you know, I think. Angel Martinez obviously hit, hit a two-run homer in the five-run in a five-run inning uh, in the seventh inning, uh, you know. So that that you know he's uh, you know he's a, he's an interesting guy, Joe. He's always been kind of uh, 
lost in the uh, shadows of all the uh, middle infielders that they've obtained, but he's always kind of been a sleeper. So, you know, I think he's a guy to uh, watch in this camp. Uh, you know, he had a, you know, really put up big numbers at, at in the minors last year at double A and triple A uh, switch hitter. He's got some power and he looks, he's, he looks like he's gotten bigger. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he was fun to watch. Uh, and he, you know, he's a shortstop third baseman. I think he plays all over the diamond. Uh, you know, so that's a guy to watch. But yeah, you know, Manzardo, like you said, two for two, two singles to right field. You know, just looked, uh, you know, real smooth swing. You know, didn't try to do too much. Delauder uh, struck out in his first at bat and then singled, singled the right field uh, in in the ninth inning. So yeah, just uh, two two guys to uh, keep an eye on for sure. And then uh, another guy that, you know, we're, we're continuing to watch throughout camp, obviously, is Davis De Los Santos. Uh, still young, still 20 years old, uh, you know, still out there learning, uh, trying to be versatile. Uh, did have a, a, a base hit, and I believe we saw him on the infield as well, uh, playing over a little bit at first base. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, uh, you know, went uh, to one for two. Um you know, or, and it uh, looked pretty good. Yeah, he's, you know, he's started both, or he's played and he's got, you know, he started the opener, then, uh, you know, he got two at-bats uh, uh, on Saturday. So they're they're definitely giving him a look. Uh, you know, he's going to play, I think he's going to play in right field. He's going to play, you know, first base, third base. We're going to see him, uh, you know, I think we're going to see him a lot this spring because obviously they've got to make a decision on him. And and Jose Ramirez is is really one of the guys sort of uh, you know sort of helping this kid along and you know giving him all the opportunity to uh, you know put his best foot forward out there. Uh, I mean, if you've got Jose Ramirez in your corner or at least uh, you know acting as an advisor throughout camp for you, uh, it's probably a pretty good start if you're uh, Davis and Dale Santos. Yeah, not uh, yeah, you know Jose was saying that he knew De Los Santos, you know, before the uh, Guardians uh, uh, drafted him at, at, in a winter, at the, at the rule five draft at the winter meetings. And uh, he said, he's a good kid and uh, he likes his swing and uh, you know, he kind of relates to him. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jose kind of made the jump from double A to the big leagues with Cleveland. And uh, you know, he said, there's no reason De Los Santos can't do the same. Yeah, that's uh, a, a nice little vote of confidence if you got uh, you know that guy pulling for you. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, go back to the, uh, the 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 Cactus League opener. Uh, Carlos Carrasco on the mound and and starting that game and uh, just the emotion of it for Carlos Carrasco who who spent a couple of years away from the club that that basically his is home to him. Uh, what was it like for Cookie to be out there on the mound on Saturday? Uh, starting the first game of uh, spring training. Yeah, you know, we're talking about, you know, a guy that has, you know, over 10 years in the big leagues, uh, pitched, what, 11 years here in Cleveland. He said he was he was really, really nervous going out to the mound for uh, the opener on Saturday. Uh, said he's so nervous he couldn't feel the couldn't feel the ball in his hand for the first couple guys and you know what uh, he walked the leadoff guy gave up a bloop single to the second guy and then got out of the inning without any damage but uh, he said he, he said he was nervous and you can tell he's really really excited about being here Joe and I think uh, you know he is he's pushing hard to make this ball club he uh, you know I I don't know if uh, you know and I think the fact that they started him in the opener is is you know they want to get a look at him. They they want yeah. to see what he's got left. 
you know, he's, uh, when we were kidding him, you know, he turns 37 at, at uh, I think what in, uh, next month or the end of this month. And we said, and he says, don't say that, you know, but keep that quiet. So, but, uh, you know, he's, he's going back. He'll, he'll be starting Friday again, you know, so, uh, you know, he's in the rotation right now and, uh, there, I think he's going to get a long look here and I, I'm still not sure where he fits on this club, but, uh, it looks like uh, the guardians really want to find out, you know, just where he's at in his career. Yeah, if there's one, maybe two spots in that bullpen that are uh, available or open or at least, you know, able to be contested, uh, you know, you, you've got to consider that, uh, you know, they, they might want Carrasco to make this club uh, just because, you know, he knows what that transition is like in that first month of the season. Uh, he's he's very well equipped to, to handle, you know, uh, those first 10 games on the road and then coming to uh, Cleveland in April and, and everything that entails. Uh, so very familiar, uh, territory for cookie. Uh, so good to see him, uh, you know, on the mound Saturday and then looking forward to, to getting uh, back out there on Friday. Uh, somebody who will not be getting out there on Friday or anytime soon. Uh, we got some frustrating news, uh, before the game on Saturday about George Valera, uh, a guy that literally everybody in this organization has has wanted to see him get out there and play and just you know do the things that that he's capable of doing. Uh, and once again, it's a it's a hamstring issue that's got uh, George Valera sidelined now, according to Stephen Vote, for potentially weeks. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, t- really a tough break for uh, Valera. I was talking to him before, you know, uh, before this happened, and he was fired up about being in camp. He had worked hard all winter to uh, get ready. He'd trained in the Dominican. He'd spent a month in Goodyear, you know, working on his hand injury and his legs. And, uh, you know, Volt said he, he just took a misstep in a pop-up drill and, and pulled the hamstring. We tried to talk to him yesterday, but he, he, he didn't want to talk. So, uh, you can tell he's disappointed. And, you know, this takes him out of the competition. Probably, you know, you know, he probably is going to have to start back. You know, I would think it's at least four weeks for, for a hamstring. So that takes, that wipes spring training out for him. And uh, he's going to have, when he does come back, he's going to have to go through spring training. So he's looking at another, you know, delayed season last year when he had the hamate bone mm-hmm. uh, issue on his right hand and missed two, mo- uh, two months. Then he pulled a hamstring when he got back to uh, Columbus. Uh, he only played like 70 games. So, you know, it looks like another year like that, Joe. Hopefully he comes back and when he gets healthy, he stays healthy because he's a talented outfielder and they need outfielders. Yeah, it looks like extended spring training w- could be the first time we hear or see anything from him, uh, you know, at the end of camp uh, this this year for uh, George Valera. Uh, again, disappointing and frustrating. Uh, that's that's for certain. Uh, another uh, uh, injury update. Uh, really, uh, so far, knock on wood, uh, not too many injury updates to, to have to go through at this point in camp. But uh, uh, James Karantrak, uh is is showing progress. What's the latest on him? Yeah, he's still, uh, you know, he still hasn't thrown, uh, but, uh, Stephen Vogt said he's making progress. I guess he came to camp. He threw, he threw a couple times, uh, said uh, his shoulder wasn't feeling right. And, uh, you know, so they shut him down. Uh, but he's, I guess he's getting his strength, 
he's getting his strength back in the shoulder, but still really no no timetable for him, for, you know, when he might get back on the mound. Yeah, it's uh, it's a crowded uh, bullpen uh, race anyway, so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on uh, Karinchak and, and just keep listening to, to what the updates say on on his shoulder. Uh, speaking of updates, you can get updates directly to your phone uh, sent by Hoynes and uh, by me throughout the season, throughout spring training, uh, with Guardian Subtext. It's our subscription texting service at three ninety nine a month. Uh, log on to Cleveland.com slash subtext or send a text message to 216-208-4346, and uh, we'll get you signed up there. Love to have you in the subtext community. Uh, Hoinsey, uh when could we anticipate possibly seeing uh, one of the, the, the regular starting five pitchers uh, make a debut here uh, in a Cactus League game? Uh, what's the uh, the schedule, obviously, with uh, with Bieber and with McKenzie? sort of uh, bring them along more slowly, but also with, uh, you know, Logan Allen, G- uh, Gavin Williams, and Tanner Bybee, the younger guys who are are really, uh, you know, in their first full camp and, and experiencing this for the first time. What, uh, you know, when when can we expect to see more of uh, a representation of the, the Guardians rotation out there in Cactus League games? Well, Joe, uh, Gavin Williams is going to start Thursday against the Angels, so that's the first of the, the starting five that'll you know you know make a start in the Cactus League season. Um, they're bringing the other guys along pretty slowly. I think we'll probably get to see them next week. But uh, you know, Bieber, uh, Shane Bieber is throwing a simulated game t- uh, Monday today at the complex. Uh, to uh, Tuesday. Uh, Logan Allen and, and Tanner Bybee will, will throw simulated games at the complex. And on Thursday, uh, Tristan McKenzie will throw a, a simulated game. So I would think, you know, that's the last step before they, they pitch in a Cactus League game, you know, providing everything goes well. So I think we'll see them next week. Yeah, it's, a, you know, a sort of a good progression and a good buildup. And, you know, it, it, it's fun how uh, – in camp, uh, what days they pitch and, and with regularity, and as long as there's no uh, setbacks or problems with their recovery from each time out, uh, it's 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 fun to see you know the 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 chess match and the the uh, the the planning that goes into okay, I'm going to pitch on this day, this day, and this day, and then you know, boom, by the time uh, camp is already to close, you've got five guys lined up in order, and it, it all just sort of comes together. Uh, it's a, a really neat thing uh, there uh, in camp. Uh, as far as uh, I, I know, you guys uh, spoke to Jose Ramirez uh, at the end of the week there uh, at the at the complex. Uh, anything come out of that conversation with Jose that uh, you you know was sort of uh, enlightening or revealing about uh, his thoughts towards the season this year? Yeah, you know, the big change, I think, with Jose is going to be, you know, Stephen Vogt has said that, you know, he wants him to, you know, bounce between the uh, number two and the number three spot in the lineup. Um, and, uh, you know, the, you know, traditionally, um, you know, Ramirez has hit number three, you know, since 2020. Uh, last year, of course, uh, Terry Francona late in the season moved him into the number two spot just to generate more offense. And I think, um, you know, that's something that the Guardians would like to see more of. I think they're going to, you know, so just from, you know, 
it, it looks like the plan right now is depending on the the opposition starter, you know, Ramirez will hit number two or he'll hit number three, whichever gives the Guardians the best chance of winning. And, you know, so uh, we asked uh, Jose about that. He says he's, he's more than open to that. He'll do whatever the manager says. And he says, you know, you know, of course, I've had a lot of success in the number three spot. So that's going to, uh, you know, it'll take a little adjustment to hit in the number two spot. But, you know, once the game starts, you know, the challenge is the same. You've got to uh, you've got to hit and you've got to try to uh, hit against you know the same pitcher, no matter where you're where you're batting and where you're hitting in the order. Right. Uh, you know, for me, the the gold standard for for Cleveland number two hitters, the gold standard is always going to be. Omar Vizquel in the way that he handled himself sort of nestled in between Kenny Lofton and, and, and Carlos Baerga and the way he was able to, you know, demonstrate patience when he needed to and, and put the bat in the ball when he needed to and, you know, handle the bat the, that way. Jose just doesn't strike me as that kind of a, a number two hitter. If you're putting Jose in that, in that spot, it's to, you know, to, to produce more offense that way instead of sort of, you know, hand the baton off to the next guy in the lineup. It, it, it just uh, him in the number two spot. You're, you're going to need to show me that it's that there, there's a really good reason for it. Yeah, Joe. Well, you know, much different lineups too. You know, Lofton, <laughs> Fiskell, and Bayerga. <laughs> I mean, probably uh, you know, Antonetti would give his right arm to have that kind of lineup this this year or a vote too. But uh, you know, I think they're just trying to generate offense. You know, you're not if Jose's hitting number two, he's not he's not there to hit behind a runner or a lay down or advance a runner with a bunt. You know, he's there to hit the ball as hard as he can to drive. You know, to drive the ball. He's not going to change his approach. I doubt it very much. He's. I think they they're just the analytics somehow will tell them do the do does he have a better chance with a, a few extra at bats to doing damage against pitcher A, pitcher B, pitcher C. Well, and and we saw Andres Jimenez batting in that number two spot uh, in the opener, and and Jimenez has said, you know, hey, I want to give it a shot. I want to try to 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 be a a number two hitter. Uh, but but does he have that in his makeup right now to 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 sort of uh, sacrifice the aggression when you need to uh, in that spot and and you know maybe produce when you when you can uh, is is that a a spot where maybe Andres Jimenez could be uh, an effective hitter? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, we we know. Oh, Andres will bunt, and we know he's going to pick some unique times to bunt. But so maybe that would uh, more we suit his game more. But we saw him in the number two spot last year, Joe, a little bit. I don't think it really kind of complemented his game. I don't, you know, it, it, at least it looked like it to me. So you know, I like him better down in the six and seven spot where his power can play a little more. He's kind of a, an ambush hitter then. But uh, yeah. we'll see how it works, man. And you also, you know, you know, I know Francona never liked hitting uh, Quan and and uh, Jimenez back to back because they were both lefties, and he thought right. that would hurt him late in the game, you know, against certain relievers. Right, and and he does sort of extend the lineup a little bit if you put him in that that six seven uh, area down there. But you know, if he were a right handed stick, I don't think we would would be questioning any of that. Uh, it's just the the fact that he hits from the left side of the plate. It's uh, it, it it changes things. Uh, all right. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about, and uh, I think that you know we saw it on social media. We saw clips of it. We saw 
Um, unfortunately, what we didn't see was the Hoinsey clip of this. I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I question why uh, uh, manager Stephen Vogt, uh, you know, had the guys out there doing their sliding drills. And we know that at this point in spring training, at this point, right before the games had started uh, at the end of the week last week, you know, he asks the guys to go out there and do their sliding drills and nobody likes to do those. Nobody likes to slide in the dirt and, you know, you get beat up, you get uh, you get hurt, you get nicked up and scratched. Uh, so that's why he brought out the uh, the tarp with the uh, the hose and the slip and slide. And the guys are uh, having a little fun with it at the end of practice uh, late in the week. But uh, how unusual is it to see your uh, your president of baseball operations uh, you know, uh, pull off the, uh, the quarter zip and, and get out there and go, uh, go sliding across the tarp, uh, along with the guys hooting and hollering. And, uh, you know, the, the other members of your coaching staff join in as well. Uh, that had to be a lot of fun to watch. That was cool, Joe. I didn't even know what was going on. I, I was in, in the press room writing, so I, I kind of missed it. I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't an eyewitness, but I saw the videos and, uh, everybody was laughing about it, you know, bar- Art Swain still has sore ribs from it. The uh, PR director, he he dove in there and he's still kind of limping around today. So, uh, but yeah, it was kind of, it was fun. I think, uh, you know, vote said, you know, we wanted to uh, kind of lighten the mood after uh, having the players work. You know, he said they, they've worked really hard for these first 10, 12 days of camp and uh, that they kind of wanted to reward them. And, you know, they got in, the players got into it, you know, Hedges was sliding with the shirt off, with the shirt off, of course. And uh, so I think a good time was had by all. Oh, what did uh, Vote say he uh, he wanted to see? He, he didn't want that to be the last time they saw Hedges with his shirt off this year, uh, hopefully sometime in November during a parade, which, uh, you know, that's a, it's a bit of a ways off, but uh, always something to aspire to for sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun to, to watch those videos and, and you know, sort of, I, I was hold, holding out hope there was uh, a chance that Hoinsey got out there, but uh, no, no, uh, no, n- not uh, not in the cards. Maybe uh, maybe Tony Amato and, and Scotty and the uh, the clubhouse guys, uh, you know, get a chance to go out there and dive on it uh, uh, at some point uh, in the, in the future too. But uh, Joe, lot, I only brought one pair of blue jeans here, so I, I, I still I'm be, I'd be sure walking around in brought, shorts. <laughs> I am sure you only brought one pair of jeans out there. That's. Uh, uh, what? So, a ten-day trip? Oh, yeah. That's that's so. That's one pair of pants. Uh, all right, Hoinsey. That's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll look forward to uh, wrapping up your uh, your stay in Goodyear uh, tomorrow, uh, and and getting back uh, here uh, to Cleveland, and and uh, we'll monitor things in camp. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>